What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast of thevikingage.com. My name is Chris Shad. I write for the Viking Age Zone coverage. Bring me the news and the Brookings Register. My co-host is Adam Patrick, who is the managing editor of the Viking Age. And we do this every Monday with a late week episode right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. We're also in podcast form on Apple and Spotify the very next day. But however you consume us, Make sure you rate, comment, like, and subscribe so you never miss a new episode and we can spread the word to the masses. Adam, uh, Super Bowl was last night and yep. uh, heck of a game. Kansas City Chiefs won in overtime. Let's start easy. What was your biggest takeaway from the Super Bowl last night? <clears throat> um, Patrick Mahomes just isn't fair. It's just, <laughs> it's just why can't... Why can't everybody do that? Because um, I always see like, what's your yeah, you know, like like you asked, what's your biggest takeaway? Um, I, draft Patrick Mahomes, I guess. Because um, <laughs> you could do you, you you could be the Niners and pretty much have do almost everything right. Have you know a really talented team on both sides of the ball, and you're still gonna lose to Patrick Mahomes because he's just gonna find a way to win. Uh, at the end of the day, so yeah. It was a really it was a weird game because it was boring, pretty boring at first. Like first half was pretty boring. Um, and then second half kind of picked up, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, then overtime was probably the most exciting part of the game. Um, but yeah, Patrick Mahomes, like people might hate him. People might think he's an asshole. People might think he's too cocky or whatever. I wish my, my team had a cocky asshole quarterback who won three Super Bowls in the last four years. So yeah, Patrick Mahomes, he's really, really, really good. Um, and also Andy Reid's really good coach. So that's, I don't want to take anything away from that because He's also a really good coach. But uh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, uh, breaking news here, but he's a really good quarterback. Yeah, he's good at football. Uh, It's amazing what happens when you take a stab, whether, you know, I can't talk. Uh, (laughs) Analysts, Jesus, analysts uh, sit there and they go, well, his footwork isn't that good. And I grinded the tape and I looked at everything and I don't think he'll translate. Yeah, he is. um, You're going to hear a lot of wrestling terms from. Adam and I here in the coming weeks with WrestleMania coming up, but Patrick Mahomes is the head of the table. Like oh. every time you think he's vulnerable or whatever, you know, there's, you know, the solo spike, so to speak, uh, coming out of nowhere. And Patrick Mahomes just finds a way to win. And that is, that's basically it. I, I mean, you look at this game and you had the San Francisco 49ers with all pro talent everywhere. They had one of the best coaches in the NFL. They have, uh, all pro running back, all pro receivers, all pro tight ends, all pro defense, just 
a ridiculous amount of talent. And it didn't matter because Patrick Mahomes was on the sideline with a whole bunch of other jobbers. Nobody on that team did anything outside of Patrick Mahomes last night. Pacheco was at, oh, Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, he was fine. <laughs> Travis Kelsey, oh, oh, Travis Kelsey. He, no, he, he didn't really do too much. Is he dating anybody? Huh? Yeah, he might be dating. You know what? And, and I did see there's some tweet making the rounds. Uh, who is just like, I'm not watching because Taylor Swift is Sav, my love of football. It's like, all right, if you care that much, like, you, you know, I've been vocal about it, but it's nothing against her. It's against Travis. I was going to say, I hate Travis Kelsey. I was so. going to make sure to bring this up at, at some point in the show that we know your disdain for, for Travis Kelsey is, is very, it's been made very clear. But if we have to have Travis Kelsey to get Jason Kelsey, I think that's a pretty good trade-off. Because did you see some of the videos from him partying last night wearing like a Rey Mysterio mask? And Yes. So I think that's a fair trade. J- Jason Kelsey is the better of the two. Oh, like, yeah. I don't know. Travis Kelsey's just on the stage at the end. He's like, Viva Las Vegas! Yeah. Ah! And like, they showed Taylor and she's just like, Okay, but like yeah, like I said, fun. If if those if you know, I'd re- I want guys like that if they're gonna win three sure. Super Bowls in the last four or five years. Yeah, go go right ahead and do whatever you want as long as you're not hurting people or you know ruining people's lives. Well, I guess Travis Kelsey is ruining some people's lives <laughs> who he's dating. But uh, yeah, do whatever you want if you're if you're that good, you can you can be that way. Which is why Tom Brady was kind of the way he was too towards the end. He's like, yeah, I have seven rings. I'm good. Yeah. So, yeah. When the other thing that I kind of points out to me is that the Vikings have so much work to do yeah. to be a Super Bowl team. Like, like again, this San Francisco 49ers team was like the fucking Avengers and it didn't matter. Like you, Patrick Mahomes is looking at like, all right, cool. I'm just going to go lead a game winning drive in the Super Bowl. Like Brock Purdy, let a freaking go ahead, drive in overtime. And, and it still didn't matter. So when you look at the, and I know some people are like, well, we beat the, we beat the 49ers back in October. Again, I'm going to bring up the asterisk because Chris McCaffrey was 50%. Debo Samuel did not play and Trent Richardson did not, or excuse me, Trent Williams did not play. Trent like Richardson that, didn't play either. Yeah. Yeah. Trent, <laughs> Trent Richardson, uh, Christian McCaffrey was Trent Richardson in that game. Pretty much. Christian Ponder didn't and, play either. And Brock Purdy was basically concussed uh, from what yeah, we learned later. Yep. So, I mean, you know, there's just so much and we're going to get into needs later. But I mean, now that the Super Bowl is over, it's like, gotta roll up your sleeves because it's time to work if you want this team to be a big boy team, so to speak. Yeah. And then if they do get it all figured out, then you still have to probably face the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. So like as much as you build up your team or or, you know think you, you've got what it takes to compete for a championship you still have he, Patrick Mahomes is the final boss like you still have to go through him um and only one team in the Super Bowl has been able to do that so far and that was the Buck um I thought yesterday was, was interesting because it, it looked kind of similar to what the Bucks were doing against the Chiefs in that that one Super Bowl where they were the Niners were giving them a lot of pressure but then came the second half and it looked like the Chiefs kind of learned from that game where they're they they had a lot more uh you know plays to to get to make production obviously um to, to stifle the pressure of the 49ers um but yeah the vikings yeah they got a lot. <laughs> they don't even know who's gonna be the quarterback next year yeah so, that's kind of important um just uh yeah they got a lot lot to do i think they have i would like to hope they have the right coach moving forward um i think he's got 
he's got a good idea of what what needs to happen. Um, I don't know how long it'll last. And then you know more more rumors are being brought up about you know trading Justin Jefferson. Maybe maybe you know people keep bringing that up. They're questioning you know do you need to pay a receiver over thirty million dollars? You know the Chiefs just. The two years after they traded Tyreek Hill, they won the Super Bowl both times. Um, of course, they have Patrick Mahomes as well. Um, so if you trade Justin Jefferson, you better just make sure you have Patrick Mahomes first, too. So that kind of throws a wrench into that that plan. Um, but yeah, there's just a lot of work offense, offensively, defensively, special teams. Uh, there's just there's a lot of work to do. And I don't even know. And all the other teams in their division are going to do work, too. So I don't even know, like, if they do everything they possibly can, are they even still going to be better than third or fourth in the NFC North next year? And that's where it starts. I mean, it's basically starting around the quarterback position because while Brock Purdy and Patrick Mahomes were starring in the Super Bowl, Kirk Cousins was starring around it, baby, because that dude was everywhere. By the way, before (laughs) we get into our... Radio Row discussion here. Uh, Adam actually had a video on the Viking Age YouTube channel with uh, Jordan Addison. So I, I go ahead, check that out. How was your talk with Jordan Addison, by the way? It was good. He was cool. Um, talked about sleep number. That's who he was uh, repping and how, how important sleep is. Um, but no, we talked about Kirk Cousins and talked about how he thinks he's underrated and he, he wants him back. Just like a, we heard from a lot of players, Vikings players this past week that they want Kirk back. I think Alexander Madison said he's praying that Kirk Cousins comes back. Um, and then we, then I uh, casually mentioned, you know, hey, what if, uh, what if Kirk leaves and uh, the Vikings somehow managed to get in position to draft Caleb Williams? You know, that guy I used to play with in college. How would, uh, how'd you think about that? And he would be like, whew, it'd be a scary offense. We had uh, Caleb Williams back there throwing uh, to me, JJ, TJ Hogginson. So talked to, yeah, that's on some fun stuff. Talked about, uh, you know, how how different it was being on the field with with without Justin Jefferson and what he saw from defenses, you know, how, how much different it was without him on the field and with him on the field and uh, just some interesting stuff. So yeah, go check that out. Yeah. And while you were talking to Jordan Addison and Alexander Madison, Kirk cousins was talking to just about everybody else. <laughs> uh, he showed off his scar on Pat McAfee. Like you want to yep. see how I got these scars and it's yep. just this big thing over there. Uh, he told Mike Florio, he wants to play a few more years which that interview was kind of weird because Mike Florio has been like, I don't really want Kirk Cousins. He takes Tuesday off and then he's there. He's like, oh, man, I hope we bring you back, Kirk. Like, yeah, that was that was uh, weird because, yeah, I don't know if that's a result of like Nick Mullins playing and Josh Dobbs. And now he's just like, oh, we just just give Kirk Cousins whatever he wants because he's just so much better, which is not the way you should be thinking. Um but yeah, he cousins was everywhere. I mean, he was on yeah, like you said, McAfee, Florio. Uh, what else was he on? He was on something else too. Was uh, he, on NFL, he was on NFL Network um, yeah. with KJ uh, talking about. Uh, he was in NFL Honors doing his 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 thing this year, dancing with the Magic Mike uh, crew. Magic Kirko. There. He didn't. Uh, he didn't take his shirt off. I was kind of surprised by that. I was like, "You can. You got stuff to show off." Was, are Are yeah. you surprised the Wolves weren't at, like on the stage, just like throwing money at it? Yeah, here we go. It's guaranteed money. Yeah. I mean, Quasi was probably like, "Dude, if you get hurt, like, <laughs> I'm gonna be so pissed." Um. So I yeah, don't want to was... say it would be funny if he like tweaked it again, but like. <laughs> Just be like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then Aaron Rodgers is sitting at home like, I could have done that. I could have done that, but I decided not to because, um, you know, got to go to the cave or something. Um, 
Yeah, Kirk, Kirko everywhere, and uh, he he was he was really careful to kind of just dance around pretty much every time anyone was like, "So what's going to happen next year? Where are you going?" He's like, pretty much every time he's like, "Well, well, discussions don't begin until March, which is not true." Um, and you know, we'll see what happens when it happens. I think the most interesting thing I heard was I think he was talking to when he was talking to Florio, him and KJ when they were together. They were talking about how like the chemistry they've built up over the last four years, and then Kirk was like, "Well." And then, you know, you, you get to, you build all that chemistry up and then you get to free agency and it's, 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 you know, it's gone. And I'm like, but why is it gone? Does that mean you're not coming back? Is that, is that why? Um, but yeah, and it's been fun to see too, all the reports come out in the last few days too, from like Pelissero and Rappaport and all that and being like, oh, the Vikings want to re-sign Kirk Cousins, but it has to be at the right price. Uh, so yeah, it's a nice little back and forth we we've had going on here between Kirk Cousins camp and the Vikings. Does this remind you of the Thielen thing? Like a little bit. A little bit. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, like Adam Thielen, like ran around. He's like, I still got a lot of game left and, you know, I really could help a team and blah, blah, blah. And then he winds mm-hmm. up signing with the Panthers. Like Kirk going around being like, well, we'll see what happens in March. And, you know, they want to. And I mean, the Vikings aren't going to come out and say, no, dude, we're sick of Kirk. Like we have one playoff win in six years. Like it's time to move on. They're going to be like, we're going to try and bring him back. We're going to try and do this. You know, I mean, at this point, I've I've said it before. And if you want our full take on Kirk Cousins, you can go back. We have the great debate of Kirk Cousins 2024 on our YouTube channel where we lay out everything, positives, negatives. What if he comes back and everything else so we don't have to do it all the time? But I mean, it, it just feels like, you know, he, he's auditioning right now for that role. And, and I mean... I've said it before. I don't think he fits with this team anymore. Everybody says he does, but I mean, paying that much and having the holes that you have on this roster, like, I just don't think you can move ahead. It's just not smart business. Um, right. you know, Qua- Qua- Quasi comes from Wall Street and has a business background. And it's not, it's not smart business. You wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't, he wouldn't invest in like an old beat up car. Not saying that Kirk Cousins is beat up. Well, kind of, he's coming off and kills injury, but like you wouldn't, put a bunch of money in an old beat up car when you could, you know, get one that's maybe uh, younger and has less miles on it and get it for a little cheaper. Um, but yeah, I don't think Kirk Cousins does that whole Super Bowl radio row media tour. If he doesn't think like there's a pretty good chance he's leaving. I don't think he, he does all that because it, it felt like, yeah, he was selling himself to the public, making sure that everyone knows like he's this great, happy go lucky, loving guy. And he's just, Wants to get, he can't wait to get back for OTAs and have fun and get on the field and just throw throw to all his receivers. So yeah, I if if he felt like there was a good chance of coming back, because I don't remember him. Well, <laughs> never mind. Because I was gonna say I don't remember him doing this in in 2020, but uh, nobody did anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, going back to when the Super Bowl was here, when he was a free agent, he did the media yeah. road or radio road yep, tour yep, as well, yep, and yep, then the yep, Vikings yep. gave him that secret tour. Uh, of the tampering, you know, he's like, hey, what is this? Yeah, exactly. You think he uh rode around with Mark Davis? Like, Mark, hey, if you want a bowl cut, I know the best place to get one. Oh, Vegas. Yeah. Just uh, uh, put it on the yeah. head and trim around it. One last thing about Cousins did you see the uh, the report? I think it was from Schefter yesterday how he he like tied Brock Purdy and Patrick Mahomes together and how like the Niners not drafting Mahomes led them to get eventually to Purdy, but. The thing that they mentioned was the Niners didn't scout Patrick Mahomes when they had the number two pick in 2017 because they thought they could sign Kirk Cousins in the 2018 offseason. I'm just sitting there like, what? <laughs> they 
They didn't want to draft a quarterback and take advantage of a rookie contract because they wanted to give Kirk Cousins, you know, what, what do you get, 84 million fully guaranteed? Yeah, That's three why? years, 84. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense at all. That was just a weird, weird story. It It's almost like in draft day where, like, they have Bo Callahan and, like, they didn't scout him before, like, they made the trade. They're like, all right, we got to look at this guy because uh, <laughs> we didn't even we didn't even look at him. So, a couple, couple more weeks and we'll be firing that bad boy up. Great movie. Great movie. I, I don't know. Maybe if we get bored, we can do a rewatchables or something. Um, My emphasis on the great part. Yes. Oh, come on. It, it's, you know, Cold some plastic. movies, it, it's not cinema. I would not judge it no. as cinema, but it's, it's such a shit show that it's enjoyable. Like there are movies that, like Step Brothers. Step Brothers is a shit show and it's like uh, one of the funniest movies. Funny movie. that, yeah. is, that, is that cinema? Is, is Step Brother? What yeah. is your definition? To of me, cinema? those are the movies yes. I like. I don't really care about if it wins an award or not. Like that's a, a super bad Step Brothers, old school, four year old version. I don't don't care if they win awards. I'll watch them all day. Cinema. Um, <laughs> speaking of stuff to watch, uh, Justin Jefferson says he wants to break the bank this off season. Uh, JJ was talking at uh, some Radio Row interviews. I believe this one was Adam Shine, and he said. I want to break the bank and I want to be part of an organization that wants me and really gives me what I deserve. I feel like eventually the Vikings will do that and they need to do what they need to do to have me in the building. But I don't really know at this morning. Only time will tell Tom Pellicero in this uh, long notebook on Sunday morning that he dropped with Martin Garofolo and uh, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network uh, said that Jefferson wants the answer on a quarterback position before he signs a new deal. Uh, we know he likes Kirk. Seems like everybody does, like you mentioned it. Uh, Pelicero also mentioned the possibility that they could wind up signing Sam Darnold. And uh, that notebook also contains some names, not not specifically to the Vikings, but Russell Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo, Justin Fields, Baker Mayfield. They could all be available at some point. But um, what do you think about Sam Darnold potentially being the Vikings quarterback? Uh, I think if they do that and they're trading up and drafting a quarterback, I don't think there's any other, you can't go in the next season. You, Justin Jefferson's not ex- signing, signing an extension. If you're like, Oh, we're going to roll with Sam Darnold as our starting quarterback. We think he can just turn things around. No. Um, so you would bring in Sam Darnold because he's familiar with the scheme. Cause he was just with Shanahan. Um, and he would be a solid backup. It, it's kind of like when, Remember when the Bears signed Andy Dalton and they put out like the big uh, QB one graphic mm-hmm. and then like a few weeks later they drafted Justin Fields because everyone knew that that was going to happen. It's just like that. Um, yeah. If if they sign, I, I like how people were freaking out. They're like, oh, no, Sam Darnold, he's going to be the start. No, he's they wouldn't bring him in to be the start. OK. And then people were like, well, let's just keep Nick Mullins. in." it's like Nick Mullins isn't good. Yeah. OK, he, he can chuck it around, but. He threw four interceptions in one game last year. Like, <laughs> he, they could have beat the Lions if he threw one less interception. Uh, but, yeah, th- I'm not freaking out about Sam Darnold because I don't think they would bring him in to be the starter. I would like to. Th- if if they do bring him in to be the starter, then I would hope that Kevin O'Connell and Quasio Dovamensis jobs are on the line because that would be a horrendous decision. Um, but, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm not worried about Sam Darnold coming at all. Sam Darnold would be the house of cards, right? So, so you sign him and, and Pelicero said this in his report that it would be a situation where they would sign him, 
Hope he's this year's Baker Mayfield as a guy whose stock isn't very high. Well, I, I, in theory. No, I know. know. I know. Guys, I knew you didn't say this. He said this. Yes. But I mean, the theory is that his stock is low. You bring him in. Maybe he exceeds expectations. You compete a little bit. And then you got a rookie in the incubator behind him. So <laughs> you can cultivate J.J. McCarthy or Jane Daniels or whoever you want to bring in. Otherwise. You sign Sam Darnold as a house of cards for the right. So like you go to trading camp, maybe, you know, Jaden Daniels is, looks really good. And you say, all right, that's your competition. Go beat him. And he easily beats him. And he's the starter day one. Like that is basically what you I, I mean, that that's what I think the Vikings should do if right. they don't want to keep Kirk Cousins. I, I think they should sign a veteran. Um, You know, we brought up more attractive names on this show. Like Ryan Tannehill was a name. Um. You know, sounds like I he's going to the Steelers, though, probably. Yeah. I, I also heard they want to run it back with Kenny Pickett, too, which that's I, odd. I, saw, I think I saw Justin Fields thrown in the in the Steelers rumor rumor mill today, too, because Mike, Mike Tomlin apparently likes him. That'll be interesting to see what they do. I think I think both of those teams are going to be paying attention to each other to see what the other one does. And I think Sam Darnold's just like a negatively charged name because the Jets and he saw ghosts on Monday Night Football and, and he everything like, like yeah, I mean, if it was like Gardner Minshew, everybody would be like, all right, all right, cool. I guess uh, Gardner Minshew. Yeah, he at least he's funny, right? Like, yeah, the thing with, with Darnold, and I, I, why I made that face when, when you talked about what Palacero said, how it could be this year's Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield was like, he had a successful season or two before um, last year. Sam Darnold has never had a successful season. Now, he was with the Jets, so like it's impossible to be successful pretty much with the Jets. I think Patrick Mahomes probably would have even failed if he went went there. Um, but yes, yeah, Sam Darnold has Darnold has never ever been successful in the NFL and maybe that's because of coaching and stuff because we've seen what like Geno Smith come turn around with the right coaches and stuff and put him in position to to do well. Um, so maybe that could be something that happens with Darnold but but again, if they're signing Sam Darnold it's not to bring him in to be the starter. It's to bring him in, in to be, you know, a solid backup like who did um did the Vikings sign Sean Hill before they drafted Teddy? Did they sign him? Wasn't was it, it Matt him? Castle? Matt Castle was there. Yeah. He he was already there. I think he was there in 2013. And yeah, I, they might have re-signed him. Okay. Because I know that they had they had Ponder, Castle, and Teddy on the team at once. Wow, what a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, That's the type like, of quarterback room people point at. Like, we'll, we'll just go back to that. It'll be awful. I mean, they won the NFC North in 2015, so... Yeah, uh, you get the right coach and and team doesn't really matter that. But yeah, like a signing like that is like you signing a Sean Hill or signing Andy Dalton or something like that. It's like people freak out and they're like, oh, he's gonna be our starter. It's like, no, no, he's not. He's he's brought in to help a rookie adjust to the NFL, show him some of the ropes, and then you know maybe step in if he asks. So well, and signing a veteran quarterback is one thing. The act of trading up is another because yep. it seems like general managers aren't very high on next year's quarterback class. So nope. there might be a little more urgency this year. Uh, Dan Graziano of ESPN actually mentioned the Patriots are thinking about trading out of number three and there's about five or six teams calling. Uh, he specifically mentioned the Vikings and the Falcons as teams looking to move up in the draft, uh, Pelicero's notebook, and I think this might have been Garofolo or Rappaport reporting this, but uh, they said the Patriots are seriously exploring taking one of the draft's top quarterbacks, which, again, we were talking about the Patrick Mahomes thing. 
Uh, they better be looking at quarterbacks because I, I don't know. Well, we're not going to get Caleb Williams. Let's just save some time. We'll just uh, <laughs> kind of put that on the backboard burn. Mm-hmm. Like, do, do you think the Vikings have a chance of trading up? And if so, like, who's the quarterback you want? Yeah, I think so. And I think if they do, it should be before probably free agency begins because if they don't do that, then I think teams are going to know that they need a quarterback, if, especially if Kirk Cousins signs somewhere else. And they're going to be like, oh, well, I guess we'll give this to you, but you need to give us three first-round picks instead of two. Um, so I think if they want to trade up, it should be a move that's made. You know, you can make it a couple days before free agency begins. Um, you think about when Kirk Cousins signed in 2018 with the Vikings. I think it was during, it might have been during the Super Bowl when the report came out that the Chiefs traded uh, Alex Smith to the yeah. to Washington. And then Kirk was like, okay, I know I'm not going back there because they just traded for, for Alex Smith. So I think a, a similar move should be made like that before free agency begins because if Kirk Cousins leaves and you're the Vikings and teams are going to know, you're going to be like, um... We need to trade up, and teams are going to be like, well, okay, so you're going to have to pay more. Um, but I've heard the Raiders are interested in trading up. The Broncos are interested in trading up. I think they're both like right behind the Vikings in the draft, 12 and 13. Yeah, the Falcons. I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if the Giants tried to get a quarterback. You know, I think they can get out of Daniel Jones' contract within a year or two. Um, so that could be something as well. I don't think it would be wise to wait until the draft and see if anyone falls. Although, you know, I, I'm sure you've heard and and seen and listened to all the stuff about how how Thor Nystrom likes J.J. McCarthy and the Vikings would be fine if they got him. But it sounds like more people are picking on a, up on that as well, and they would take J.J. before you know he even got to 11 at the Vikings. So I think either way, the Vikings got to trade up, and I think they got to see if how far they can get up. It, they're not going to trade with the Bears. You can rule that out. The Commanders, I don't know. I don't know what their plans are. I just wrote about something about how the commanders could sign Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause they got new ownership and new coach and all that fun stuff. Um, but the Patriots, yeah, I think the Patriots are team, a team to, to keep an eye on for sure. Cause they just have, they just have so many holes. And even if they draft a rookie quarterback, who's he throwing to who's protecting him? Who's he handing the ball off to? Like they just have so many holes that putting a rookie quarterback back there probably isn't even the best decision. And that could be a team that signs Kirk Cousins too. Cause they have a ton of cap space. So the Patriots, are the team, I think, to keep an eye on for sure to trade up with. Like, I think whoever the guy is, you just go get him. Like, I I don't want to do this whole sit at 11 and, oh, no, all the quarterbacks seem to be gone. Um, I guess we'll just take an edge rusher. And I I wouldn't be upset if they wound up with Dallas Turner or whatever. But, I mean, if if it comes out, you know, after like the Justin Fields thing. Remember when he was drafted and then, like, a couple weeks later, there was this report that, well, Rick Spielman tried. Like, I don't want to hear, well, we tried to get a quarterback especially if Kirk Cousins leave like you better walk out of this draft with a quarterback like one way or the other and you know what like I I know some people are like well you could just take Michael Penix Jr. or Bo Nix in round two I don't want either of them like those two quarterbacks red flags everywhere because I I know Nix he's very accurate or whatever but I mean it was check down city over in Oregon and you know Michael Penix has the arm talent but his knees are like ribs in an air fryer. Like I'll, I'll keep, you know, dude, what's that YouTube video, you know, where it's like the guy's in a parking lot. He's like, fall off the bone. It's free. And he just like shakes the bone and the meat falls off. Like that's, that's basically Michael Pitt. The guys had like four season ending injuries. Like I, I don't want to do his knees. Yeah. Like his knees, his shoulder, shoulders, like, both shoulders. It's like the knees, shoulders, ears, and toes or like whatever, <laughs> like, 
Jesus. But yeah, I, I mean, go up, get your guy, be aggressive and get it done. Most importantly, because especially if Kirk leaves, it goes back to Jefferson because we've, we've heard right. Jefferson talk about, hey, I, I want to get paid. But he also wants to catch the ball from a functional quarterback. Yeah. Um, a deal with Jefferson is going to get done, right? They're, they're not going to wind up trading him. Do you think? I I would like to say, yes, it, it would get done. But I'm he's a huge trade piece. If you if a team, if the Patriots are like, you can have the third pick. And you only have to give us your first round pick from this year, but you need to give us Justin Jefferson. I would trade him in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. One, they already have they have Jordan Addison, so that's fine. They have a they have a, he can step up and be the number one guy. You can sign somebody. You can draft somebody. They have a second round pick. They ha- you know Pukunakua was drafted in what the fifth round. You know I know you're not going to find Pukunakua every year, but I'm just saying like you can still find guys if you draft right. Um, but yeah, if a team like like Washington or it has to be one of those two teams, it has to be Washington or New England, who's like, you need to trade Jefferson, Jefferson us if you want this pick. Otherwise, I don't think there's a team out there that can offer them a, a trade that will give them the right amount of compensation uh, to make up for his loss. Because you just look at like all the all the teams that win championships and, and Super Bowls. How many of them have like like the best receiver in the NFL? Like Tyreek Hill is probably regarded as like. Arguably the best receiver in the NFL. Dolphins, what do they do? They lost in what, the first round of the playoffs? Uh, you know, Devontae Adams, when he was the number one guy with the Packers, they never made the Super Bowl. Um, you know, there's just guys every year where you're like, they're the best receiver. And it's like, okay, but that they get the ball like f- max 10 times a game. Quarterback touches the ball 60 times a game. So, yeah, I, I think if it's Washington or if it's New England, then, then I think you really consider training him. Otherwise, I think he'll probably sign a deal. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving, plus high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H E R O.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yo. In the summertime, and I think that'll give plenty of time people to freak out that he hasn't signed a deal yet. So it'll be lots of fun. Yeah, most of those extensions don't get done until like right before the franchise tag deadline. After June 1st. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, a lot of teams kind of want to know, okay, what are we spending in free agency? What are we doing in the draft? What are we doing all these other things? Um, You know, I, I disagree with you. I think they should keep Justin Jefferson because I feel like if you make that trade for two or three, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul because I mean, Jordan Addison's really good. Like I, I like him. I like him more as a number two than a number one. Like I know he had a yeah. couple of big plays uh, in the Niners game, he did. but he tailed off towards the end. His defense is adjusted uh, to him. Well, who is throwing him the ball? Well, that too. But, but I mean, it, <laughs> yeah. it both ma- they both matter. Right. I right. mean, who you're getting the ball from. I mean, you won't have Kirk cousins next year. Apparently. So, well, right, but I you'll mean, get a, a a top 
top prospect, quarterback prospect. So, and you also have to, you also have to look at TJ Hawkinson's hurt, right? right and right. he may not be ready before training camp. So, I mean, is Jordan? Do you want Jordan Addison to be your one, two, and three option in the passing game? Like, like I, I don't think so. Yeah, K, you know the KJ Osborne thing. Uh, on Radio Row is like funny because you brought this up to me too. It was kind of like when your wife runs into her friends and you're yeah. like, just like, you're on the at, side. so you're just like sitting there, just kind of looking around the bar. Just, yeah, I wouldn't know what this is. Oh, but this, I mean, this, is you my, know. this is my husband. Have you, have you met? Yeah. Oh, hi, nice yeah. To yeah. Meet you. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. And then they try and get you in the conversation and it's just like a, like way the <laughs> fuck out there question. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that. I, I don't know. I, I, I think you pay Justin Jefferson. I also think that Jefferson is in a different situation than the previous receivers the Vikings traded. Like Stefan mm-hmm. Diggs was not the face of the franchise when he got traded to Buffalo. He had the miracle play, but he, you know, wasn't the guy. Like the same thing goes with Percy Harvin. A lot of people liked him, but Adrian Peterson was the face of the franchise. Like I, I think there would be a massive PR hit if they traded Jefferson and like the only way that I would consider it. And I said this on Twitter and nobody really, I mean, one guy was kind of like, what are you talking about? If he goes in, he's like, I will only play with Kirk cousins. I trade him. Like, I, I trade him what? <laughs> because Why, it's just that? like, okay. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to try and get you a new quarterback. And I guess if that's not good, yeah, we'll just move on and we'll just kind of rebuild from there. I mean, I don't know. I I mean, you look at the contracts too that Quasi Adolfo Mensa and Kevin O'Connell are on. They got two years left and last year is always a lame duck year in the NFL. So do, well, yeah, do you want to do that without Justin Jefferson? I don't think they do. Right. Um, so. I think, was it Doogie? Darren Wilson that uh, threw out that Kevin O'Connell is probably going to get an extension this offseason. I think I saw that. Um, which I don't even know how I feel about that because they haven't won a playoff game yet. Um, and they finished seven and 10, but I just, I, I do like Kevin O'Connell and his style and what, how he's turned around the culture or whatever. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I think they just should have signed him to a longer deal to begin with, uh, not just four years. You can't mm-hmm. like, you're, I feel like you're putting yourself in a bad position to begin with. You give a coach four years, cause then they don't even have a chance to be like, okay, we can take a step back for a year or two. No, they couldn't do that because they're like, if they do that, then we're like, oh, we only have two years left on our deal if we fail. Here we are. So. And I think I heard something too that the Wolves did that because they, you know, the Brad Childress thing backfired where they signed him to an extension and they had to fire him like immediately and they wanted to. They just extended Zimmer too, years. right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. So that's why they did the short term thing. And I think too, they also wanted to make sure they were super competitive uh, in their words. Which I don't know. I, it, so like, they didn't hire the Jim, Jim. So they didn't hire Jim Harbaugh because yeah. I, I mean, it's <laughs> it's super weird because like, what is competitive? What is the definite? That's yeah. what I want to know. What is the Vikings definite? Because like you know, I got into a Twitter spat with Luke Braun of Locked On uh, mm-hmm. yesterday, and he was like, "You go out there and you compete. You know, you compete no matter what and whatever." I'm like, for the players, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. But I think Luke is, is confusing on the Vikings coaching staff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Luke is confusing, you know, wanting to lose a game for like a slightly better draft pick when you're pretty much out of it with everybody here just either wants to win the Super Bowl or tank and nothing in between. Like, not, you know, if they go like uh, 2022, 13 wins, everybody was like, you know, and he brought this up too. Every, everybody was pissed off by the time they got to the playoffs because they weren't this dominant team, but they were pulling a letter. And I'm like, 
well, shit, it was still fun. Like, I enjoyed it all the way. Like, I think some people just think, like, we don't enjoy the season when they win because, and, and I mean, sometimes it's frustrating. It's like, okay, why are we nine and seven again? Why aren't we, like, crushing teams? Why aren't we, like, that's okay to get frustrated in year six of the Kirk Cousins experiment. Like, I want to know what their definition of competitive is because I don't, I don't know what it is. I was thinking about this um, kind of on my way to pick up my son a little while ago about how I think the most impressive thing the Wolves have done during their ownership is convince Vikings fans that this has been a successful franchise. It's not. They're not successful. They haven't been to the Super Bowl in 47 years. They haven't won two playoff games in one season since 1987. They've only won won two playoff games since 1987. That's more than 30 years ago. So, like, teams that have been to the Super Bowl since then, like the Panthers, the Cardinals, the every team like has been to the Super Bowl. The Titans. Yeah, you, you want two like, stats that are funny? The Bears. What? So, uh, one stat is there are only two teams since, like, 1990. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, this whatever. Yeah, they're the Lions, who were in the NFC Championship game, and the Vikings. And then also, uh, the Eagles... And the Vikings have the same amount of playoff wins inside U.S. Bank Stadium. <laughs> yeah, but like that's my point. The Wolves come in every year like, oh, we want to be competitive, and you know, it's it's, a, it's our tradition. Winning's our tradition, and champion. What what are you talking about? You guys are five hundred almost every year. Like, do something that turns this franchise around instead of being like, oh, we love winning, and that's a lie. This team is not successful. They haven't been successful in a long time. They were successful when Bud Grant was the coach in the 70s and the team was dominating everybody. That's it. Since then, they have not been successful. So all this this talk about, you know, tradition with the Vikings and how success they're one of the most successful teams that hasn't won a su- No, they're not. They are not. Um, so I think some some major changes need to happen. And I don't know if they're going to happen with this ownership because I just don't think that they want them to take those big risks that you sometimes need to get to that level of success that they claim that they are or claim that they desire. So that's my big rant for the day that I just had to get off my chest. (laughs) It's nice. I know what I'm going to put on social channels later. I I was actually just making a note of the timestamp because I'm like, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's move on. Speaking of some of those changes. we wanted to talk about kind of as a kickstart to the offseason, some of the Vikings needs outside of quarterback. Like, obviously, we know, hey, they got to get this Kirk Cousins things figured out. They got to find a quarterback and whatever. But we wanted to figure out what needs outside of quarterback need to be filled by the time they start the 2024 season. So um, some guy on the YouTube comments said I talk too much. So I'm going to let you go first. Uh, what do you think? is the biggest non-quarterback need for the Vikings this offseason. Um, I think this was in your article. Um, so it was edge rusher because Daniel Hunter, I think I just saw a report today where he's going to have a big market and a team like the Bears are interested in him. That would suck so much if he left and landed with the Bears and you still have to see him twice a year. Um, but yeah, edge rusher because Daniel Hunter's leaving. You're not bringing back Marcus Davenport. DJ Wanham just tore his quad. So who, who do you have? Patrick Jones too? Um and Andre Carter, like those are your pass rushers. So yeah, they need that. Uh, I don't know how they're going to get that. Whether they they want to do that in the draft, or they want to maybe spend a little extra money to get someone like Josh Allen in free agency. Like if they want to just invest heavily in something like that, and then spend the free agency on smaller pieces elsewhere. I think that'd be interesting. Um, underrated need kicker Greg Joseph 
not a good kicker. So please do not bring him back. Uh, I think he's ranked in the bottom 25 uh, of kicking percentage in the last two seasons. No. Uh, so please don't bring him back. There's some guys that are significantly better than him available in free agency this year. Or if you want to sign someone who's an undrafted kicker, like just, just don't bring Greg Joseph back, please. Please don't. Um, and then I think, you know, a third receiver is important. Uh, someone who maybe is a little better than, than KJ Osborne. I feel like maybe uh, this guy might not be open to this role, but Odell Beckham Jr., he seems like he's kind of on the downside of his career. He's played in the Kevin O'Connell offense before. He's friends with Justin Jefferson. So um, I think that might be an interesting uh, option in that. And then then running back. And I there's a lot of options to choose from this year. I don't think they should you know, go out and pay for like a Josh Jacobs or a Saquon Barkley. But I think someone maybe like a, a Tony Pollard or a Devin Singletary is our options for them to, to consider just someone who, you know, if you're not going to roll with Ty Chandler and you still want to keep Alexander Madison involved somehow, just someone who's more equipped to just be more productive on the field than Alexander Madison. Cause he just, he just wasn't. Um, so yeah, I think those are, that's it. And maybe what corner, but, yeah. I like Makai. I like Makai Blackman, and I think Byron Murphy did well. So I don't know depth depth wise. I think they probably just need a corner. Oh, and then defensive lineman, obviously. Um, you know, Harrison Phillips is he's good, but I think they just ask him to do too much. So they need someone who's you know a little bit better in the middle there. Chris Jones would be a great addition, but uh, doesn't sound like he's. It sounds like he wants to return to, to Kansas City and try and win three in a row there. Um, unless someone offers him what thirty million a year, which mm-hmm. I don't think that'd be a good idea for a thirty year old defensive lineman. If the Vikings did that. So um, there's a lot of needs other than quarterback. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned it right off the top, like edge rusher. Uh, Daniil Hunter, obviously a free agent. DJ Wanham's hurt. Marcus Davenport didn't do much. He's not coming back. Um, and there's also that report that Hunter's been thrown on the back burner while they figure out Kirk Cousins' contract. Um, I don't think I'd be real happy with that if I were Mr. Hunter. Especially after, you know, Band-Aid after Band-Aid after Band-Aid with that contract. It's like, all right, I'm, I'm going to go to a team that actually wants me to be here. So, I, I mean, you know, that's a situation where if you do stay at 11 and like, let's say you think J.J. McCarthy is going to be there at the back end of the first round or something. Yep. You know, maybe maybe you take Dallas Turner from Alabama or Jared Verse, guys that were projected top five picks at the beginning of the season and get those edge rushers and plug them in. Maybe you pay a free agent because you'll have a couple more extra bucks, especially if you let Hunter and cousins walk. I mean, even if he comes back, Hunter can't do it by himself and you might not have him. So I think that's the number one need outside of quarterback. The Vikings have to solve. Um, You mentioned it as well. And I'm going to shout out uh, big E uh, WWE superstar for this one, because we need big men with big chests. (laughs) And big muscles. We need some meat. You big meaty men slapping meat. We need like he talked about the meaty man invitational where he would like go around like Ed McMahon to like people's yes. Uh just a whole bunch of big dudes. He needs to do that for our Vikings defensive tackle. Like knock on their door, say, Sir, you have been selected. You have been selected to see who is the girthiest, meatiest man on God's green earth. Because this team needs an interior defensive lineman so freaking bad. Like, we used to be a proper society where we just had a big motherfucker in the middle of the defense (laughs) and he just moved people around. Like, when we grew up, John Randall, right? Like, John Randall was insane. It was awesome. 
That's what drew us in when we were kids. Then we had the Williams wall. We had Pat Williams and Kevin Williams, and they just stuffed everybody's run game. Then we had Linville Joseph came in. Yeah, the Linville sit, baby. He was moving people around. And somewhere we lost our way. Somewhere we're just like, let's just have them take up double teams. And like, I will never forget this. Andre Patterson, (laughs) this video, he's he's like sitting there being interviewed on BEN. And he like looks for the camera. He's like, where's the camera? He's like, Shamar Stefan is the real deal. And like, (laughs) he didn't do anything. Like, we need somebody that can move people around. I know in Brian Flores' defense, like he wants them just to take up blockers and something. And there might be some like film guy like well actually when you look at it Harrison Phillips was a big part of this off no dude give me a 340 pound big dude to just be a push back you you were talking about Chris Jones he was in the backfield constantly on Sunday like you need interior pressure and I mean it it just you know we Jaleel Johnson Jaquel and Roy like all of these dudes like what do you do here like Kyrus Tonga, <laughs> he he was okay, but I mean, Jonathan Bullard was a disaster. Like, is Dean Lowry on on the team? Even does he like go on the field, or does he just like chill? Like, yeah, they need they need like a Kenny Clark or a Dexter Lawrence, like that that guy who just pushes blockers into the laps of quarterbacks. Like, they need a guy who, when Garrett Bradbury has to line up across from him. It's just peeing his pants because he's just like, shit, I'm about to get rocked because Kenny Clark's in front of me. And so is Dexter, Dexter Lawrence. Um, they need, yeah, like they need a giant person in the middle of their defense. They also need giant people on their offensive line, too. Like, I think people are assuming Dalton Reisner is going to come back next year. There's no guarantee that he's coming back. What if he wants like, you know, 15 million, 10 million a year? Which he could get. He played well last year. So, I mean, he could get probably a good amount of money on the open market. Um, I know he likes it here or whatever, but that doesn't really matter if you don't give a guy what he wants in terms of money. Um, So, yeah, I like the Vikings, you know, Linval did what he did, but it kind of t- tailed off at the end. I, I don't think they've had a really good interior defensive line. Like since you said, like since the Williams wall with, with Kevin and Pat and their whatever uh stuff they were taking uh that made them go on trial i'm sorry i didn't have to put that in there no 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 it's all good like i don't know it, <laughs> it just drives me insane it that's all i need yeah. like i just like if they went ahead at 11 and took like jerzon newton out of illinois or uh byron murphy the second which would be really yeah. confusing for everybody but yeah. he's also really good uh he could be a guy in the middle like big meaty men slapping meat that's what i want in honor of Big E. I need a big dude just to blow stuff up in the middle at uh defensive line. Uh, you mentioned it as well. Running backs. I, I mean, running backs don't matter until you don't have one, right? <laughs> like everybody's like, well, you could just go down to the community college and plug them in and he'll just be fine. And like, not in Kevin O'Connell's <laughs> offense. Yeah. Alexander Madison didn't have a rushing touchdown last year. And like the last running back to do that was Melvin Gordon, but he was in his rookie season. Like he's not good. Ty Chandler, I know there's a lot of Ty Chandler truthers out there. The coaching staff just doesn't trust him. And I mean, there are too many mistakes on the field. And like, can you iron them out? And, you know, Cam Akers and Dwayne McBride, they're just guys. I mean, like, is it, maybe is it, co- is it coaching? Do we think it's, is that the problem? Is it coaching? Is it so, so they, they talk about this a little bit. And I think I've heard this a little bit in Los Angeles with Sean McVay. They went from a zone scheme to a gap scheme. Yeah. And it basically just unlocked their running game. So I wonder, too, 
And, and this ties into your guard thing too. They, they don't really have like a mean streak in the trenches. Like they just kind of, they're going to move around and they're going to do that. Like they just need dudes. Like I, I'm going to be a Homer by saying this, but I've, I've heard his draft stock is better than people think. Mason oh, McCormick out of South Dakota state oh, South Dakota. left guard. He wears a neck roll. Isn't there a Minnesota uh, got, kid too? Uh, I don't know about this year, but but uh, Mason's got this one minute montage of him just pancaking people to kickstart <laughs> my heart, and it's amazing. So you should go check it out. But that that's the type of player the Vikings need. They need yeah. like this gnarly kind of uh, you know uh, great sound effect. But I mean. <laughs> just a dude who's just pissed off and they need dudes that can move people. Like this team is just like, uh, like I, I want to see a team like, you know, missing teeth and like sock somebody in the mouth because like, I don't know every time this team gets kicked around and maybe that's because of the quarterback. Like they just ball up in the fetal position. So they ever had offensive lineman like that? I guess Steve, Steve Hutchinson is probably like that. Yeah. I mean that, that 2009 offensive line, they didn't take, too much shit like Brian McKinney Hutchinson yeah who's on Brian McKinney I mean I I, tackle uh who was the right tackle was Charles Johnson oh he was yeah he was the that was rookie year because Percy Harvin was round one and Phil Lodeholt was round two okay so he came right in uh other guys I'll, I'll just run through this here quick corners I think they need one uh, they have a bunch of just guys mm-hmm. and Murphy's all right, but I think he's better in the slot. Blackman's all right too, but he kind of got exposed at the end of the year. Caleb Evans. I think he's more of a depth guy than an actual starter. Yeah, what happened to him? Uh, it, it really fell off at the end of the year. He was getting benched. Like Brian Flores yeah. was starting to bench him in the last couple of games. Uh, Alec Lewis, the athletic actually mentioned Quinion Mitchell. Uh, a Toledo cornerback as a possibility. He is projected to be a first round pick, however. So I don't know how the Vikings would. I was going to say, I'll tell you, if they draft the corner with pick 11, I'm going to be pretty pissed off. (laughs) What, what would be is corner like number one or like, I think so. If they took Tory Taylor out of Iowa, would you, yeah, like, punter Tory Taylor is just like punting is winning. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. I mean, there's obvious ones like kicker and punter. Um, I don't think there's are there any even are there even any first round running backs this year? I haven't I haven't really no it, there's not really I mean Texas like a is good like yeah there's not a B John in this draft or Jameer Gibbs short. um yeah corner would probably or I guess I guess an inside linebacker to replace Jordan Hicks that'd probably piss me off too because you yeah. can as you as we've seen you can find someone off the street like Evan Pace undrafted you didn't need to spend a draft pick on him so yeah inside linebacker and corner if that that's pick number eleven. You can light Quasi Z on fire because it's going to be super hot. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's all I got. I got third wide receiver. You mentioned that and yeah. interior offensive line. So that's all we need. That's all are we need positions? to uh, compete with the Chiefs. Right, yeah. well, we were right there. Are there positions you would rather have them target in free agency than the draft? Because I know I feel like I think draft you could still go receiver because a third third receiver knows sometimes yeah. those guys pick it up pretty quick. And receivers are expensive in free agency. Like right. if you get by a free, uh, you know, I mean, think of all the like the under the radar signings to like Kendall Wright. Like you remember when he had uh, <laughs> yeah. what was his name? White guy from the Broncos. Taylor. What's what? Jordan what's Taylor. Taylor. Is yeah, that yeah, his yeah. name? Yeah, yeah. So. I was trying to think of what his first name he had, was. He made a one-handed catch in practice. <laughs> no uh, TAs. He stole the uh, show. 
Then he was like cut in the first week. Like he didn't even make a preseason <laughs> game. He was just gone. There's been a lot. They, um, they, they sign one of those guys like every year where they're like, oh yeah, we got this guy. He he fought, he got five catches for the Giants last year. He's going to be a third receiver. It's like, what? <laughs> so yeah, I would, just, yeah, yeah. Edge rusher, you could probably get in the draft. That'd probably be easier. Uh, corner, I think you should probably go veteran because it's pretty, it's pretty hard to adjust as a rookie when you're a corner. Makai Blackman did well, but that's not the norm. I don't think. You know, if uh, this is a pipe dream and he might get tagged or both these guys might get tagged now that i think of it uh there are interior defensive linemen that you can get in free agency christian wilkins is going to be a guy miami's got cap problems he might hit the open market and justin matabuike from baltimore is another pass rushing defensive tackle at the viking i mean they're not going to be cheap but i feel like i'm going to be surprised if wilkins doesn't end up with the vikings because of flores i think yeah Something's going to have to go wrong for that to not, not to happen. I think that's probably a pretty – you can put good money on that. That's probably going to happen. If he got – the only way I could see it going sideways is if he got tagged. Like if he hits the open market and the yeah, Lions aren't calling him. And but. I don't think the Dolphins – the Dolphins, I think they're way un, I think they're way over the salary cap, so I don't even think they can afford to tag anyone this year. Let me look here. They're like $20 million over. You can tell I've done this a lot because when I type in over the cap, it just goes just right like, to the yeah. salary cap space. It's kind of <laughs> nice. Yeah, they're $51 million over yeah, the salary not, cap. So um, the franchise tag is probably out the window. Not tag them and we'll figure it out. Because what the, the Vikings tag, like? That tag's probably like $20 million now, right? Defense yeah. Line. Weren't the Vikings over like $10 million for like five Last days year, after were. the deadline? And we're just like sitting there like, uh, so are they making a move? Or well, what's, yeah, because we, we knew they made a bunch of moves. Like they signed Josh Oliver and did a bunch of stuff. And then they're like, oh, yeah, we did all this stuff. Do, 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 do. Um, so, yeah, I think one of the Saints, like $90 million over. Yeah, let's see what we got here. <laughs> How does that even happen? Yeah, How the Saints. <laughs> The Saints have uh, are eighty-seven million dollars over the cap in uh, effective cap space. The Dolphins are next at fifty-eight million uh, in effect. So effective cap space is your top fifty-three players, and it yeah, counts yeah, for yeah. how many draft picks you get assigned and all that stuff. Uh, then you have the Bills; they're fifty-four million. Chargers fifty-five million, and then the Broncos are twenty-seven million. Cowboys twenty-two million. Browns twenty million. Uh, I don't think I realized the Bills are like. Well, yeah, the Bills are. Gonna, that's why they're talking about trading Diggs. Diggs and Mike Zimmer are gonna have a reunion down in Dallas. <laughs> who also has no money, but okay, we'll just see yeah, how uh, how things go there. They're gonna kick money down into like twenty twenty four or not twenty twenty four, twenty forty four or whatever. Uh, Get that Mike yeah. McCarthy thing going. With with the salary cap, we know it can be manipulated. It really comes down to how much money the owner has and if they're willing, willing to spend actual cash. That's really what it comes down to. And I, I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess Jerry Jones has a good amount of cash. Do you think he just shows up to like uh, contract negotiations with like a briefcase? A briefcase. Like, <laughs> this right here. This can be all yours, and it's all under the table. But just a little Joe Smith, it's all under stock the table and Pepsi. Deal. You know, you know about Joe Smith, right? Timberwolves. Yes, yes. Yeah, seven was first not, round draft picks or whatever that, the hell that was. <laughs> that's not someone I would have risked that all that for, Joe Smith. You know, and it's hilarious looking back on it too. It's just like we're gonna make an example of this team. Like, if this were the Lakers, like trying to keep somebody around, would they have done the same thing or? 
oh well you know we'll just take your first rounder this year and oh it was like the chiefs last night i was watching the game and travis kelsey was motioning and i think it was it might have been overtime in the fourth quarter and he clearly just wasn't set at all he was just still moving and they hiked the ball and i'm like what no. K true so, somewhere on his couch just, going like, just, hey! Yeah. <laughs> Kadarius Tony's like, what? what? <laughs> He's offside. What, what what is this? This is dumb. Uh, oh man. Uh let's wrap things up here, man. What's going on at the Viking Age? Um, well, we just put out a mock draft. Luke Parrish just put out a mock draft today. Uh where he landed. Drake May traded up to number five pick, I believe, with the Chargers. Got that pick. He also made a bunch of other trades, too. Um, so it's an interesting mock draft. Full seven rounds. Go check that out. Um, I think uh, another one of our writers, Cole, just wrote about some players the Vikings could trade for to become a contender again. You know, they did win. You know, they weren't terrible last year. So if they make the right adjustments, they can get right back in the th- thick of things next year. If, you know, they do things right and they stay healthy. Um, and then I'm going to. I think I'm working on tonight to go up in the morning uh, a bit of a wish list for the Vikings in free agency. Not not guys necessarily that I think are going to land with the Vikings, but guys that are in positions of need that they would just love. I, one year I did, um, when they needed a corner, I did Patrick Peterson. Not even thinking they had a chance to land him. And then he signed with them. Um, so, so sometimes it works out. But And Chris Jones is on that list. But I, I like I said, I don't think he's going to be leaving Kansas City unless someone gives him a crazy offer um and then yeah we're just getting it's 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 officially the off season we are the next big event is the scouting combine that'll be here end of the month be here before we know it um and we're definitely going to find out a lot more stuff about kirk cousins then because that's when his agent and the vikings are probably going to meet and be like hey what are we doing can we figure this out um so yeah we'll find a lot more and uh, justin jefferson you know there's obviously going to be stuff to talk about that you know, there'll probably be more trade r- rumors and stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, we're, it's the off season. This is I I love the off season. It's fun. It's just fun to speculate. Because um, <laughs> some people like to say that's all we have as Vikings fans, just speculate in the off season. So. Just hope and pray until Vikings <laughs> sign Kirk Cousins to a three-year, fully guaranteed, ironclad contract. And <sighs> you know, I just I I hate those like not aggregators, but like <laughs> we're dying over here. You said Kirk Cousins' name, and just, just his magic came through. Um, those aggregators who will retweet the old uh, Kirk Cousins graphics of like we've extended Kirk, and I'm just like, stop! Yeah. Don't do that. My buddy sent me one of those the other day, and I was like, yeah, it's an old one. I've seen this before. I I know it's happening. <laughs> oh man! Very quickly, where can people follow you on social media, Adam? Uh, Adam Patrick NFL on threads x i haven't posted any video yet videos yet but also on tiktok now so we'll see we'll see what i do with that you can check him out at all those places i am at the real krishad instagram twitter x whatever you call it tiktok threads whatever you pinterest. got it i am there no no pinterest yet <laughs> but that's why i say yet. Yeah, i don't know i you gotta go where the market is that's yeah. that's basically how it goes but that's all the time we have for the viking age podcast today we do this every monday with a late week episode right here on the viking age youtube channel we're also in podcast form on apple and spotify the very next day but however you consume us make sure you rate comment like and subscribe so you never miss a new episode and we can spread the word to the masses for adam patrick i am chris shad this has been the viking age podcast
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.